0: On this episode of A Vision for Learning, I'm going to play a recording from a previous interview that I did on my podcast, Transformative Principle. This is from 2020 in July when I talked with Vijay Ravindran about Florio, which is an app that helps kids with autism understand social interactions. This is really powerful because it combines the iPhone with a VR headset with VR therapy, which is pretty cool. And what I'm really excited about are these kinds of opportunities that kids and adults are going to have to experience things in new ways that they haven't had an opportunity to experience before. I'm hopeful that I'll get to have another conversation with VJ here in the next couple of days and be able to bring that in. But I wanted to share this episode because this was three years ago where he was already doing this kind of work. And even though the Apple vision pro is new, this idea of using virtual reality to help people is not new. And so I'm really excited for you to hear this and experience it. And you may not have heard this on transformative principle. So here's my interview from transformative principle. No edits, no updates. So this is three years old, but I still think there's something valuable in here. And I especially want you to stick around to the end and hear what he says about how to be a transformative principle and understanding what people are experiencing and then how to work backwards to support them. Welcome to Transformative Principle. Today, I am excited to have VJ Ravindran on the podcast. How would I do pronouncing your last name? I'm all, I'm all worried now. He's <laughs> great. Okay, good. All right, so Vijay created a awesome app that is called Florio. And so Vijay, I'll let you uh, tell a little bit about the story of that and how that can be an app to help kids with autism. We'll start there.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on. You know, Florio as a company was started four years ago. The company is inspired by my son who is 10 and on the autism spectrum. And the idea for the for the system that we've developed using virtual reality came from his first experience using uh, a virtual reality headset um, back in late 2015. He really likes maps and navigation and uh, he, i had seen that Google Street View had just come out in VR and so I had him try it out using a Samsung Gear VR and he really liked it. He started engaging in pretend play for the first time which is a delayed skill for a lot of kids with autism and that triggered the idea that what if Virtual reality could be a therapy medium for, for kids like him. And so, what we have today is a application that runs on both iPhone and iPad. It's a it's an app, but it's really a system that combines the use of an iPhone and a virtual reality headset with an iPad uh, that talks over the network and uh, and enables a supervising adult to coach. Through the iPad therapy sessions or training sessions for a child as they enter into the virtual reality environment and uh, and then experience scenes that uh, work on different developmental skills.
0: Yeah, I really I really like that. And so being able to have a a coach in there with you. I mean, I just downloaded the app and used it myself with, you know, some Google Cardboard that I had sitting around. And it was a just the trial part was a neat experience. And so my daughter has Down syndrome, and she exhibits some of the same characteristics of kids who are on the autism spectrum. And of course, they're different, and, and they have different uh, abilities and skills and developmental levels and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the idea of doing therapy through VR sounds like a really cool thing. Can you talk a little bit more about how that actually works and what the mechanics of that are?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. And, and and you're right. There's once you start diving into this world of people with developmental delays, you realize there's actually quite a bit of overlapping treatments across the board. You know, when we first started this path, uh, our vision was that for really that VR could um, help in two different ways. The first was that there's opportunities to create the type of therapies that are being done face-to-face using fun animated characters. You know, kids with autism go through hundreds to thousands of hours of therapy and it can get pretty monotonous and patronizing at some point. And so, you know, our first objective, was, let's just make this more fun Let's figure out a way to recreate what's being done with toys and, and, and play paradigms face to face and create an NBR to make it much more fun. The second area, and so we have scenes that you know, work on things like eye contact or how to imitate another, another person, but we're able to use cartoon characters, fun animals, we can do silly stuff, and we can we can use animations and rewards in line to, to really spur that. The second area. That uh, we saw VR is very powerful, and it ends up, it's also a, a major area of developmental focus today, is that it's around social and life skills. So, we have lots of therapy to help a child with the basics like eye contact in today's world. Um, what we don't have is that as they get older and older, how to help them with those much more subtle social skills or how to help them in safety situations that are hard to replicate in the therapist office. And so, yeah. they're we're able to, in virtual reality, we can create situations that you can't recreate in a therapist office. So we can have a child go through a law enforcement encounter and practice talking to that police officer in a way that'll keep them safe. We can have them practice crossing the street and looking both ways, but without the consequences of messing up in the real world. Yeah. And for the social skills, you know, we can put you in the school, in the cafeteria, in the classroom. But moreover, you know, today for traditional therapy, a child is essentially taught by an adult. And so I've seen with my own son where he will be able to handle a situation if it's adult to child, but then on the playground, when it's another child, he's not able to necessarily traverse that. And in VR, we can create the characters to be, to match the children in age. We can vary the race and ethnicity. We can make sure that both genders are represented so that we can create actually a much more comprehensive set of interactions.
0: Yeah. So I I love those examples that you shared about being able to go into these uh, situations where it's hard for them to, to practice that in a therapy session, especially with consequences that are there. And so I've seen so many amazing creative things from my own daughter's therapists with different ways of helping her learn different things and and, you know, she's doing some physical therapy right now and she painted this giant picture. And the whole purpose of the giant picture was to help her put equal weight on each of her legs. And it was that was the whole purpose. But she didn't even know that's what she was working on. And and she couldn't comprehend that that's what she needed to work on. But the therapist was going above and beyond doing these great things to help her with that. And and I love that this app now gives therapists an additional opportunity to to incorporate those things in as well. And I think that the the truly life-saving features can be really important. And you shared an example of not being able to to associate an interaction with a, an adult, with a peer, like out on the playground. And I've seen that so many times with students at school, but also with my own child, where when it's somebody who's bigger, standing over them, telling them this is how things need to happen, they've been able to be successful but then when it's a peer, then that just goes away. And then with privacy issues and things like that, you can't always get those peers to come into the therapy room and participate in those same activities. So I love, I love what you're doing with that. What are some of the stories that you've seen where kids have used this and have been able to grow because of using Florio?
1: Yeah, you know we we've got some great stories. Um, I'll just add one thing also from what you what you just said is that you hinted at this, but one of the really fascinating and powerful things we've seen is that once you put this in the hands of professionals like therapists and special education teachers, they use it. They use the scenes in ways that we don't necessarily have predicted. They yeah, they are able to come up with ways to help kids. And as a lead into your question. We've seen that play out. Um, We had one school system in Pennsylvania that's been using the system successfully use Florio with a PTSD and schizophrenic child that was having major fears of going outside. And our street crossing lessons ended up helping that child get enough confidence that uh, they could actually start um, with the next phase of, of acclimatization to the outside world they wanted to with the child. We've had uh, kids who have been mostly nonverbal interact with this and literally get feedback that they've never seen the child uh, interact in traditional therapy in an as engaged way as they have here. But going beyond the anecdotal, we have made a big emphasis around research. We pretty soon after starting the company started looking at research partners and and two important ones early on were a special education school in New Jersey called Celebrate the Children and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia Center for Autism Research. And so with Celebrate the Children, um, a special needs school in North, Northern New Jersey, we, had, we held our first study where we had 12 kids go through five weeks of three times a week intervention. And these were kids with moderate to severe autism. And we were able to work on their eye contact using lessons we developed. We were able to do benchmarking before and four weeks after the study, and, and we're able to show improvement in 10 of the 12 kids. And uh, we're proud to say that those results were published in JMIR Pediatrics and Parenting uh, Medical Journal uh, last summer. And uh, separately with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, we're the recipient of a what's called an NIH Fast Track grant, So we received a $1.7 million grant in 2017 that has helped fund really groundbreaking research at the intersection of the autism community and virtual reality. We're in the third year of that research now and in a randomized clinical trial, uh, which is unfortunately a little bit on pause at the moment given COVID-19. So we'll see when we're able to get back to doing that, but we've been able to show that Florio is safe and highly enjoyable in that study um, based on the phase one. And the first year of the phase two at CHOP, we were uh, in, a, in a control treatment structure where uh, we were going head-to-head against a, a well-established uh, video-based therapy. And so we've made it a priority early on to focus on gathering the type of research that also shows that Florio is worth the time of these kids, and so.
0: JohnCat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. Visit us.johncatbookshop.com to see the latest publications whose exciting ideas include overcoming the extrovert ideal in our schools, creating bottom-up transformation that promotes buy-in from all educators, and improving formal and informal continuous learning opportunities for teachers. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, to amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes. Yeah, I, I just think that is so fantastic. And it's something, the reason why I wanted to talk to you on this podcast and share this with principals around the country is that I had never thought of using VR as a tool for helping kids with autism. And I've been as an educator, been baffled for years about how to reach specific kids, how to help them, how to do things that would accelerate their growth. And all while recognizing that just because they may not be able to communicate with us doesn't mean that they don't have feelings and concerns and passions and desires and all that kind of stuff. And really trying to find a way that we can adapt what we're doing to help them. And, and so when I read about Florio, I thought that it was just such a, a great way to do that. And so now as we, as we think about doing this at scale or moving this into other places across the country in schools and in private therapy sessions and at children's hospitals, what are the challenges you see to people adopting Florio for working with kids with autism specifically?
1: Yeah, it's a great great question. And, you know, so we're we're today, we have 18 uh, clinic and school customers. And uh, I would say the biggest challenge is helping both families and the professionals that work with, uh, with kids with autism think about how you can schedule and integrate a product like ours when these kids are already scheduled to the hilt and their time is very precious. And, I mean, using virtual reality is still not commonplace. And so, There is some apprehension around the technology that, you know, in many cases, you know, we carry the burden of being the first virtual reality experience for both the adults and the children. And so Uh when we are presenting this, it's the first time they've used VR, not to the kids, but to the adults. Um, In many cases, the kids have already used VR because of games, but for parents or teachers or therapists, this is new. And so that, that ends up being a challenge. You know, excitingly, we announced last week that uh, the system, which again is really two pieces, uh, a smartphone and a virtual reality headset and an iPad for the adult, that uh, we now support the iPad running over the network in a teletherapy or a video conferencing style of deployment. And so... Oh, that's very cool. Given, given the challenges happening across the world right now mm-hmm. uh, with being in the same place at the same time, you know, that... These kids are suffering where they're not receiving the therapies that they were two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yep. So. Yep. so we think Florio has a big role that it could play in helping by delivering behavioral therapy over virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you know, virtual reality is still a new technology. So there's a barrier there. You know, there's an there's an investment around equipment, which we've tried to bring the cost down dramatically through a partnership with Sprint, the mobile carrier, um, where we're sourcing refurbished equipment. But I would say the biggest barrier above all else is that a child with autism has a very busy schedule uh, with their existing therapies uh, on top of schooling. And so thinking through not only is whether Florio can help, but whether it's worth integrating that into their already busy schedules in some manner is a big decision.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so it's not it's not just one specific type of therapy either. Depending on the, the child's ability level, it could be a a lot of different therapies that, you know, you, you may not, somebody else, you know, who's not actively engaged with that with their own child may not realize how many different therapies you really need for that student to be successful. So, yeah. So Vijay, I think what you've done is really great. Can you tell us how to get to, to learn more
1: about Florio? Yeah. You can go to our website, floriotech.com, F-L-O-R-E-O-T-E-C-H.com. From there, You can basically register to get more information from someone on the team. You can also go directly through the App Store if you have an iPhone and an iPad and download the app. And then you'll need to talk to us through a link to uh, figure out the appropriate subscriptions. So we have subscription plans for the software, both for enterprises like schools and clinics, as well as for families who are looking to do home supplemental therapy. And and so that's
0: the route that I went. I just downloaded the app, tried it out for myself, uh, gave it to my kids to try a little bit of and they they enjoyed it. And there's there's enough there that you could see if there is a if there's a engagement piece right from the beginning. And so I could tell immediately that all of my kids, not just my daughter with Down syndrome, were able to engage and understand how to how to work with it right away. And it was it was really neat to see that to see them be able to just pick it up and start doing stuff with it. So the last question that I ask, Vijay, is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you?
1: Well, I mean, this is a this is a very special week, isn't it? <laughs> Given yes. what the world is going to. I think starting with uh, understanding the unique situations that families and students are in right now, especially working from home, parents trying to juggle working from home while their kids are being homeschooled, <laughs> through some combination of mm-hmm. packets. And, you know, I think you know, many years ago, I worked at Amazon and we had an expression that you start with the customer and work backwards. And I think that's no, that is extra true right now because we've never really imagined being in the situation that we're in as a society where we're trapped inside as we are. So that's a big piece. But, um, you know, for me, what's really motivated me to, to start the company and work on this for the last four years is, is knowing how much potential these kids have and what's possible if they can get the right tools delivered to them and the professionals and family around them. And so that's been very motivating. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, VJ, thank you
0: so much for your time. This has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate all the work that you are doing. Thanks so much for being part of Transformative Principle.
1: Thank you for having
0: me.